What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, Tuesday edition. It's Tuesday, September 17th, week two of the NFL season that is in the books, and we know nothing. Actually, we know the Jets are probably not going to be good for a month or so because they are going to be rolling out Luke Falk, it looks like. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Browns get their first win. It's a super friend show on Monday. Excited to uh, be talking to Ryan Wilson, an audio file. And now the newly crowned, technologically advanced Sean Wagner, who put together his audio headset. This is the first time you've done this podcast without uh, a chunk of uh, Apple earbud wires hanging in front of your face, Sean. I should tweet a photo of these Apple headphones, too, I've been using because they have, they are literally falling apart. You can actually see the individual cords within, like, the casing. I also want to note this is the first time that I have, like, an actual wall behind me, which people will soon be able to see once we go to YouTube. Uh, that's right. We'll be on YouTube soon. And, of course, John Breach, who set up his audio equipment before Sean did. I am excited about going to YouTube so everybody can see my handsome face. And, you know, just listening to this game and watching it tonight, I was thinking on my head, there's a 50% chance one of us gets fired looking at the Jets roster. Saying Falk's name uh, a bunch of times could turn ugly. Saying Fickin's name a couple times could get ugly. I mean, it, we're going to uh, slip pretty slope here, but I'm ready to go. You've lost your fucking mind if you're <laughs> fired over Luke Falk. Hey, Fickin uh, you. <laughs> go, go fuck yourself. Anyway, uh... The Jets, they lost <laughs> on Monday night. I, you're right, Breach. We are going to get fired. It was an ugly one, 23-3. to The Cleveland Browns picked up their first win of the season. I don't know – I don't know what you want to do here. And look, but look, by the way, we, we have a ton to get to. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick was traded. Um, Eli Manning is going to, uh, keep starting. Maybe Adam Vinteri's back. We'll get to all that after the break. We're going to recap this, this Monday night game and sort of get to where the Jets and the Browns are headed here. Um, maybe look at the larger meaning of life and, and whatnot. Uh, Ryan Wilson, as someone who roots for the Steelers and pays close attention to the AFC North, are you worried that the Browns are any good? Because they won twenty three to three, and um, yeah, like I, I took the Browns minus two and a half before the when the Sam Darnold news broke. I doubled down and took the Browns some more closer to the game. They snuffed at the Jets. It was never really close. The Jets couldn't muster anything. I'm not sure the Browns were great though. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not sure how good they are either. And I think the biggest question mark is Baker Mayfield. Mm. He struggled with consistency. He looked confused at times against Greg Williams' defense, which. The defense didn't play particularly well. C.J. Mosley wasn't out there. Quentin Williams wasn't out there. And I just wonder, I mean, 19 for 35, 325 looks fine, but he had a touchdown interception. And I just wonder how it's going to be when he faces really good teams on both sides of the ball. The Jets were, were neither. Uh, two of my favorite moments from this game wasn't the Odell Beckham catch or Odell Beckham crying about his visor. It was uh, Mike Tannenbaum calling in to the Monday Night Football booth and giving a scathing scouting report about uh, on Luke Falk being terrible. He can't throw the ball outside the numbers. He has terrible arm strength, but he's really smart. And he knows the offense. Sweet. Appreciate that. Mike Tannenbaum. And uh, also, what's Adam Gase doing? Like, what has he brought to that team on any level? Because they could have done exactly what they did on Monday night with no coaches, defense, offense, special teams, and been just as terrible. And finally, what do you think Le'Veon Bell's thinking right now? He's he cashing his paychecks, man. Yeah. He, he, he's going to the bank on Tuesday or checking his direct deposit. And he does not care that they lost by 20 points. But let me just say that, Wilson, I agree with pretty much everything you said. This was literally, this might have been the least impressive 20 point victory I've ever seen in my life. 
the Browns offense looked completely lost. Obviously, the big 89-yard touchdown pass to Odell Beckham, the insane one-handed catch by Odell, but that was Odell making plays. I mean, the Jets had great coverage on the one-handed catch, so boom, that's 122 yards that Baker threw for it right there that was literally created by Odell. But again, that's why you bring him in to do things like that. But the, the Browns offense just was not impressive at all. I don't know how they're going to be a team like the Rams with that offense, but I will say the flip side of that is their defense was amazing. I don't know if Sam Darnold would have been able to do anything because they couldn't block Miles Garrett. He sacked whoever the quarterbacks were in that game, Trevor Simeon, Luke Falk. You know, he got three sacks in the game. They just could not stop the Browns' defense up front. So I thought the Browns' defense was on their A game, but the offense, man, there is a lot to be desired there. Uh, Miles, Miles Garrett, by the way, had uh, a total of five tackles, three sacks, 22 yards in sacks, five quarterback hits, and three tackles for loss. Those of us who predicted him as defensive player of the year feel pretty good about that effort, right, Sean? Yeah. And I, th- I mean, I, I do think, I'm impressed by the Browns' defense in Miles Garrett, but a part of this has to be they played the Jets' offense. And I agree with what Ryan was saying about Adam Gase. We've been talking about it on this podcast the last couple of weeks. There was a play that I think completely sums up the Adam Gase experience, which is the check down um, offense, the screen offense, where they went for a fourth and two down 16-3 to three in the third quarter um, in the red zone. They had to get to the 12-yard line. If you look at the play, Luke Falk throws the ball to Le'Veon Bell, who catches it at the 19-yard line. They threw the ball six yards behind the line of scrimmage on a fourth and two. And it just seems like Adam Gase is supposed to be this alleged offensive mastermind quarterback guru. And it seems like he, what he does is he puts defenses in good situations. So I mean, I just, I don't get it. And there's that whole profile that came out, how he's staying up late. We've talked about this. Why is he doing that? What is, what, what is he accomplishing? I don't think he's working. I think he's on like Netflix and he's like procrastinating. Like I remember in college, like I used to be like, Oh, I'm going to go to the library and study. And then I'm watching like friends videos on YouTube for five hours and not really studying. I think that's what Adam Gase is doing. He's not really actually studying. He's watching videos on YouTube instead of drawing up game plans. I like what this uh, new audio equipment has done to your voice. A little crisper, a little clearer. He went through puberty. He sound, yeah, it sounds like he finished his puberty. But Sean, welcome to adulthood, man. You need to send him a present, Brinson. Uh, <laughs> I, have a, I have a quick request, and this is going to be pointed directly at Will Brinson, any of you morons who tweeted this out. When Trevor Simeon got hurt, I looked away intentionally. So what does Brinson do? He puts it on Twitter <laughs> in slow motion. I think Trevor Simeon might be hurt. The guy looked like he broke his ankle. Why do people – why do I – why does anyone want to see that? Why are you taking – the man has a family. Sir, this is a Wendy's. Why would you tweet someone <laughs> breaking their leg in 14 places just so it can build your yeah, quote-unquote brand? He probably just had his Achilles snapped in Ugh. 17 spots. If, if there are retweets or potential new followers involved, you know Brinson's <laughs> putting the video out there, Wilson. I don't even know why you're asking that question. Yeah, how many retweets did that get? Uh, that's that's a real question. Not. I mean, a couple hundred probably. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to – Have you no decency, sir? Look, I was rooting for Trevor Simeon. I, I like Trevor Simeon. Did you hear the? Yeah. Wait, can we play that? That's a hell of an answer, by the way. Yeah, I, I'll see if I can get the uh, the intro. I'll tell I'll tell Diva to drop. They it. they mic'd up Trevor Simeon for this game. If you weren't watching, which is the most boring possible choice you could have chosen for a mic'd up. And yeah, the game was over as soon as he made those two comments. <laughs> um, yeah, he got up there. He goes, "Let the games begin." <laughs> All I can think was, I want to play this at the beginning. I, I feel bad we're making a joke about this, but he. Clearly destroyed his ankle, but I mean, I I wanted to um, I wanted you know to know what uh, Adam Gay said when he said let the games begin. Oh God, we're Luke Falked. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, 
Gase looks we have no Ficken chance. Sam Ficken chance. I'll try to make my own F bomb. Sorry thank, guys. Thank, thanks, Breach. I I don't know if you guys were paying attention when the first when the first half ran out. The way Adam Gase was just sauntering over to the locker room, it was almost like he was doing a Jay Cutler impression. Like it was like this guy looks like he's walking to the DMV. Like he does not want to walk to the locker room and have to like talk about this. It looked like he was already over this game. And I really do wonder, it's funny because Greg Williams is on that staff how long Adam Gase is going to last in New York, and this is just going to be another job that Greg Williams could get himself into as an interim coach. Well, worth noting, as Adam Gase is walking depressingly to, to halftime, um, the, the the score at that point in time uh, was 16-3. Uh, to 3. It was a low-scoring game. The Jets had managed to get one Sam Ficken field goal from 46 yards out. They had done nothing on offense. At one point, they were in a third and 33 with negative three yards of offense. Um, and uh, and he, he ran this. They got the ball in the shadow of their own goal line with, like, I don't know, 15 or 20 seconds left. And they ran play action. Like, surprised, they caught him off guard. And Luke Falk made a great throw and whipped the ball down the field and hit Josh Bellamy in the hands, and Bellamy completely dropped it. And then they had to punt. Baker uses it to get down. They get an Austin Siebert field goal to go up to 16-3. And you could tell that Gase was just, I mean, utterly demoralized in his situation. Because, look, I mean, I, I don't think I don't think Gase is going to get fired. Because, well, don't right. like, like, like Mike Tomlin's not going to get fired either because Ben Roethlisberger's out for the year, right? I mean, that's that's the only way he could get fired is if Darnold they lose a bunch of games without Darnold and then Darnold comes back and Darnold looks terrible under him. That's the only way. But I agree, or, he's not going to get fired based off whatever happens without Darnold. Or they lose the next two or three games. And by the way, they're eighteen point underdogs to the New England Patriots next week. Take the Pats. Um, and uh, if they lose, like. Like he freaks out because Luke Falk's not playing well and he starts calling. Remember, he used to call out Ryan Tannehill for not getting like back on the field. He starts calling out Darnold for being soft. He's like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you anymore. My quarterback has mono. What am I supposed to do? What do you want me to say? You want a daily diagnosis of why my quarterback's not here? I don't know, guys. I don't know. And then like Darnold rushes back and then his explain explodes on like Monday night football and he dies on the field. That might get him fired too. That was actually a really good Adam Gase impression. That's better than your Jerry so. Jones impression. Yeah, way better than your Jerry Jones impression. And you know what's the thing is that Sean was just talking about how Gase is spending 22 hours a day at the office. He skips his wife giving birth. He's doing all these things, and he has nothing to show for it. And here is the thing Gase should be judged on is that before Trevor Simeon's ankle was destroyed, he was in there for three full offensive drives. Do you know how many yards the Jets gained on those three possessions? Two. Two yards total on those three possessions. One of them was for negative four. They only ran 12 plays. So that was the guy they practiced with all week, the guy you're building your game plan around, and you can only muster two whole yards on three possessions. That's not even a yard per possession. And so if Gase cannot get more than that going, with whoever the quarterback is, I don't care. If, if a guy is good enough to play in the NFL, he's got to be able to be better than two yards, especially against a, a Browns team that looked average. Uh, yeah, so Gase just, he somehow looks worse every week, which doesn't seem possible, but he manages it, which I'm happy because we're going to get more Brinson impressions of Gase. <laughs> Here's hey, the, uh, hold on, just this real quick. Yeah, let me read their drive chart real quick for you. Punt, 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 field goal, punt, 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 downs, punt, downs, fumble, end of game. <laughs> it's not okay. Knowing what you know now and assuming the coaching doesn't change for the next two years, would you rather be 
the Jets or the Dolphins for 2021, not 2020, 2021? Oh, um, 2021? Yeah, Darnold will still be there. I really like Darnold, so that's hard to say. Because um, my point Dolphins. is, you wanted to be the Dolphins. My point is that we're talking about all this, the Dolphins stockpiling picks. We can talk about it later, but I, it just occurred to me that. You'd rather see the Dolphins? That's a, that's a very good question. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I think in uh, Jamal Adams, Quentin Williams. Um, Marcus May. Yeah, but they're paying Lev Bell and C.J. Mosley a lot of money. They were running back and an inside linebacker. I don't love that. But, I mean, like, Darnold, J- Jamal Adams, and Quentin Williams are really nice pieces that they drafted high. The problem is they're not going to be any good by the time they have to pay those guys. And I think um, uh, uh, Mike McCagnan, who just got fired from the Jets this offseason, spent so much money in free agency that the – it feels like a bill is going to come due. I, I would probably still rather be the Jets because I think if Darnold clicks, they have a much better chance of like we know Darnold. I I I feel like I know Darnold is going to be an above average quarterback. I have no earthly idea what the Dolphins will do with their three first round. You can't players. name five players on the Dolphins. That's why. I mean, you see Xavier Howard's tweet. Is that Will Smith like wandering around in an empty room? He's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I had. Uh, that's a good question, Ryan. Um, let's talk about Baker Mayfield a little bit more because the Browns are now embarking on a – so they that was a huge win. They got, I mean, sandblasted in week one by the Titans, 43-13, even though the game was closer uh, in the fourth quarter, 15-13, turned into a runaway train. They needed to have an emphatic win with Sam Darnold out on Monday night, and they did it in terms of the score. No one's going to look back on this and be like, oh, the Browns weren't that great. I mean, they won by 20 points on Monday night against Luke Falk and Trevor Simeon. Here's the problem. Their next five games are against teams that are combined ten and zero. The Rams are two and zero. That's now that's good. Brinson tweeting, by the way. Those are the tweets that I like from you. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Two and zero Rams. Two and zero at Ravens. Two and zero at Forty ers Two and zero Seahawks. Bye. Two and zero at uh, at the Patriots, and then they have to play at Denver too. So you're pretty much screwed there as well. Um, what do we What do we think What do we think is going to happen with Baker Mayfield, Ryan, over the next? Four weeks leading into the bye. Ignoring that, I think they're going to lose at the Patriots, obviously. Um, as Debo helpfully points out, the, the, the Rams are minus three at Cleveland on Sunday night, which is mm. a little interesting. How do, how do you think Baker's going to assert himself over the next few weeks? Because Freddie Kitchen has made some mistakes. Thought he made some more on Monday night. He left Baker in there way too long. He's getting beat up. Just run the ball and get the game over with. Uh, Baker looked a little jumpy. And that was just with the Jets' pressure that, again, didn't feature Quentin Williams. These are tough matchups. Now, I think it's good that they're, they're facing the Rams in Cleveland because, look, I know that Sean McVay loves Jared Goff, but Jared Goff is a system quarterback. It just happens to be in a really good system. But that said, uh, if Baker Mayfield's confused by what the, the Jets were doing, he's going to be introduced to Sam Darnold. Uh, Sam Darnold. Aaron Donald. Uh, well, Sam Darnold's going to be a, a, a defensive tackle. But Aaron Donald, who absolutely destroyed the rest of Drew Brees' season, so that's something that's going to take, take into consideration and deal with that. And then they're at Baltimore. I don't know how they're going to win that game. I, I'm just going to be straight up. I know that we just talked about how good the Browns defense has been, and, and it has been really good. But Lamar Jackson is the best player in the NFL right now, and I'm not even kidding. At San Francisco, we'll see how they turn out. They have to play the Steelers this week in San Francisco. They've certainly exceeded expectations. And then the Seahawks, who came to Pittsburgh and won convincingly on that second half effort, the Browns defense is better than, than the Steelers, but – if Russell Wilson is allowed to throw the ball like he did in the second half, and they were hitting that Pete Carroll did today in his press conference, that's trouble for the rest of the NFL. So, I mean, 
if they win two games before the bye, in addition to what they they when beating the beating the Jets, that's a huge development. I don't know if they can do it. Yeah, I think I picked the Browns to make the playoffs. I think all of us did. Brenton, you didn't, or did you? Uh, I did not have them making the playoffs because I had the but Steelers. a lot of. I would well, I had the Steelers and the Ravens in the playoffs, and I would right now if you ask me who who's making it, um, I would have obviously the Ravens winning that division, the Chiefs making it. I would probably put the Chargers into. It's a, it's a, it's a dogfight between the Bills, Chargers, and Browns. For right. The, for and the, the reason why I picked the Browns to make the playoffs is it wasn't just the addition of Odell, um, and the defense getting better. It was the belief that, look, Baker Mayfield was incredible as a rookie and he was only going to get better, um, in the second year in the NFL, second year in the same system, all that. And it's only two games. I'm not saying, you know, Baker Mayfield sucks now, but. To this point in the season, he has not gotten better. He's gotten, he looks a lot worse. And especially today, the things that, or Monday night, I think the things that you noticed was, you know, fading away from pressure, not stepping into his throws. He missed a lot of throws high. Um, he missed one little dump off to his, to his running back who had a lot of green grass and he just underthrew it. And it's only two games, but he's now thrown four interceptions, two touchdowns, 610 yards and a 73.4 passer rating. And again, I think there's, He's going to get better, obviously. He's not the quarterback we've seen the last two games. But if you were to ask me now to revise my picks, I don't think I would pick the Browns to make the playoffs um, unless we see something more from Baker moving forward. And that offensive line still remains a bit of an issue because he was under pressure. He got sacked three times again. He was sacked three times against the Titans. Uh, so I, Browns still have some question marks. And Baker Mayfield, I think uh, – I think – in the summer, there was an argument, would you rather have who's better, Deshaun Watson or Baker Mayfield? Or rather, who's going to be better in the 2019 season out of those two? And I think a lot of people would have flip-flopped on it and gone back and forth. And I think right now, it's pretty clearly Deshaun Watson. Well, here's the thing, is I also had the Browns in the playoffs, so I don't think they're left for dead just yet. If they can just pull out one of these next four before the bye, I think they're good, because look, they have two games against the Steelers, who obviously we've already talked about everything. They don't have Ben Roethlisberger. They have two games against the Bengals. All of a sudden, you have four very winnable games. That gets you up to five right there. And if you can get to nine and seven, that's probably getting you in the playoffs in the AFC. I, I look, just a quick, just not to interrupt here, but I am interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, look, like the idea that the Browns are just going to breeze past the Steelers on the road and breeze past the Bengals who no longer have Hugh Jackson on the road. Uh, it feels a little like, a no, no, I'm not saying that I'm saying these are very winnable games. I'm not just like walking. I'm telling you why I do. I still have them penned in the playoffs because of that. Right. Right. No, I, I'm with you. Like the back half is, can I give them that win over the dolphins? You can't. <laughs> week 11 on is Steelers, Dolphins at Steelers, Bengals at Cardinals, Ravens at Bengals. I mean, that could be a, that's where if the offensive line can get a little better, maybe they make a trade, add some personnel, uh, Baker starts to find his groove down the stretch, they could rip off a bunch of wins and make a playoff run. But I mean, this next five, I'm not, I'm not buried. I mean, they're one on one. It's fine. But, I mean, it, but also that week, week, uh, 16, they play the Ravens. The Ravens could be like 10 and five, have already clinched the division, can't clinch, uh, first or second seed, have nothing to play for. Boom, Browns win. I mean, they have they close the season with basically but, seven winnable games. But John, if they start two and six, as and you're just saying, or two and four, right? Two and four, you're going to the bye, and you're like, well, they can still bounce back. Historically, have the Browns been good at bouncing back from being two and four? 
No, they're the worst bounce back team in the history of football. That's that's sort of my concern. And the other concern is that they didn't look good against the least difficult defense they're going to see. I mean, now, again, you just said they have to go against Aaron Donald. They have to go against the Ravens defense. They have to fly across the country and go to San Francisco. And I don't even want to know what the Seahawks are going to do to them. So if if they didn't look good against the Jets, who are they going to look good against until they play the Dolphins in, like, November or December? The flip November. side of this, to be optimistic, is that the Browns are one-on-one with Baker Mayfield not playing well at all. And what happens when he starts playing well? I mean, they well, you don't know that's coming. You don't know that's coming. Though. Uh, I, I would bet he's gonna improve. I thought uh, he wasn't. He wasn't terrible on Monday. I mean, he he, he, he wasn't great. He he made some. He made some. Both games so far, he's made some very good throws and some very bad throws. He didn't throw three interceptions in the fourth quarter on Monday. I'll give you that. That is that is true. I mean, like. And look, Odell Beckham helped pad his stats because he threw a slant to Odell Beckham and Odell Beckham took it, uh, 89 yards. But you know what? That's why you trade for Odell Beckham. I'm not going to get mad at somebody for throwing a slant to Odell Beckham unless it's Eli Manning, uh, because that one, well, no, actually, I'm not even mad at him for that either. But yeah, I mean, look, like, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think the Browns are, the this is, we talked about stacking wins yesterday, right? I mean, this is what you do. You have to win. Heard this. about it. Yeah, I know, I know. Guys, stole it from me. Can I ask you real quick? Mm hmm. About Nick, Nick Chubb's first two games because we were kind of on, I, I, I love Nick Chubb, but we were kind of on polar opposites about like where he should be drafted and over certain guys. And I mean, I think to this point he's been slightly underwhelming, um, as has the entire Browns team, obviously. Uh, is there any, like if you could go back in fantasy drafts and redo it, or if you were looking to trade away or trade for Chubb, would you? How do you feel about that? As the first two games changed his outlook for you. Well, uh, here's a good comparison since they were drafted next back to back to each other. Well, I mean, if you look at fantasy pros ADP, I'm not sure this is really reflective of what was happening at the end of drafts. Uh, they had, I mean, Dalvin Cook was 15 and Nick Chubb was 10. I wouldn't do it. I was taking Dalvin before Chubb. Uh, but I was definitely eyeing Chubb in the second round if I could get him. Would you rather have Nick Chubb or Todd Gurley right now? Chubb. Chubb. For sure. Like if so, I, but I think you could go to the Chubb owner and offer him Todd Gurley and he would probably give you Chubb back. And I would do that in a heartbeat if I was a Todd Gurley owner. I'm not, but I think you could easily do that. Um, I also made the point. I'm curious, Sean, what you guys or all you guys think. So I said on fantasy football today, if I own Todd Gurley, I would go and trade Todd. I would offer the Juju Smith Schuster owner, Todd Gurley or the Michael Thomas owner, Todd Gurley, because I think they'd be panicking. We talked about that on the emergency pod. Do you remember that? Did we already do that today? Yeah. Definitely. Your entire Thomas, life. So. <laughs> Everything you've said, we've heard. Well, at least Sean thought about it. Sean didn't remember. He's kind of thought about it for a second. Uh, Breach, what did you think about Odell Beckham having to take off his visor? I think that that came at the worst time. I like, if you want to talk about an officiating crew looking like they're out for someone, Odell makes this fantastic one-handed catch that takes him down to the two-yard line. It's third and goal, and the official like pulls him off, like, "Hey, man, you got to leave the game at this exact pivotal situation." When I think it was still zero to zero, uh, you can't be on here for this third and goal. You have to leave. Take your visor off. And Odell's sitting there, like, "Dude, did you not watch NFL football on Sunday? There are like a dozen dudes wearing this visor." And that's kind of what he said after the game. That, "Hey, why are you picking on me when nobody else had to take their visor off? I'm wearing the same exact one other people wore." Uh, so I thought it was a little nitpicky. If they wanted him to take it off, the Browns' possession was about to end because they were on the one-yard line. Just let them take it off at the end of that possession. So I don't know about, why they keep what, going after him. What about this, John? How about the officials pay attention during pregame warm-ups and see, look at the helmets and see what the visors look like and then inform the players that they can't wear it? 
I mean, that would have been nice because he was also wearing a $2 million watch, apparently. That's what Darren Roval from uh, Action Network tweeted out. The guy was wearing a $2 million watch in warm-ups. I've never even seen $2 million, and he's got it on his wrist. Did you just call him Darren Roval? Yeah. <laughs> that's a weird pronunciation. Uh, by the way, the uh, line, according to our pal Mike McClure, has moved already from Patriots minus 18 to Patriots minus 20 and a half at the pinnacle. Hello, that is moving up past which means that we may have uh, multiple games. And I, Listen, John, I'm going to tell you something right now. Don't steal this because I'm going to look and see if there's ever been a week in the NFL history when there's been two 20-point games in a single week. And don't steal it because I'm going to find out because I know there hadn't been. So don't, don't do it, John. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking about stealing it, aren't you? For instance, if you read my early odds, you'd see that it was already in there last yeah. week. I was gonna say, didn't we go over this like last week when you did this exact same spiel? But Brinson doesn't about... pay attention when me and Sean talk, so two, two, no, two games at the same time. We did we talk about that? Did I have early onset dementia? Is that possible? I don't know if we did talk about it, but we should tell him we talked about it, so he thinks he has dementia. No, we talked about one game. We didn't talk about two games. Anyway, uh, let's take a quick. Anything else from that game that you guys want to talk about? The Browns' offensive line is still a problem, by the way. I said that. Three sacks again. I'm not sure that – I don't know. What, what do we think about Nick Chubb? I think the Browns' offensive line is a huge issue. <laughs> Tough All right, what, let's up. do one thing. The Jets are 0-2. What week do they win their first game? Uh, well, they play the Patriots twice in the next four weeks. And in between those games, they oh. have the Eagles and the Cowboys. This is a problem. Uh, the Patriots' schedule is week three – Excuse me, the Jets schedule is week three at Patriots, then by week four, at Eagles, Cowboys at home, Patriots at home, at Jaguars. I mean, week nine at Dolphins is your best shot, right? Then followed by week ten, home game against the Giants. Gase is going to start 0-8. Wait, are we sure Are we sure we shouldn't be sleeping on the fact that this team might go winless? Well, when is Darnold coming back? Because Darnold uh, yeah, is in a season-ending yeah. injury. It seems like Darnold could, in theory, be back by November. They get the Dolphins, Giants, Redskins, Raiders, Bengals, Dolphins all in a row. They're winning at least one of those games. I mean, but it's a disaster. If you took the Jets over seven, you are freaking. <laughs> it's already over. It's it's done. Yeah, tear, tear yeah. your ticket up. Yeah, so yeah, you had to yeah you had to get one of these first two. I mean that that like they can still do some damage down the stretch. Uh, anyway, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, break down the biggest news and notes from around the NFL. Being around sports media and a fan of, oh, my NC State Wolfpack for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, Monday Night Football was the game on TV, but it wasn't the best action, I'll tell you that. The best action was Minka Fitzpatrick getting traded in the middle of the game. The Dolphins couldn't handle the Jets trying to steal the we suck in the AFC East Thunder. So they traded Minka Fitzpatrick to the Steelers for a 2020 first-round pick. Ryan, you are remarkably calm about the Steelers situation. I feel like maybe doing all these podcasts and this draft stuff and having two kids who are, you know, sort of growing into, you know, adult men and, and, and ruining your life and, 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 you know, grinding you into dust. Uh, it just made you sort of, uh, numb to all the pain that the, that your football team's in, in, like throwing on you. Is that true or, or what's no, going on? No, I'm actually, I think part of the losing Ben Roethlisberger has been liberating because now you're, there's no pressure that this team has to win 10 or more football games. And in a sense, it's like, and I'm not even kidding, it's like being an NC State football fan, or more precisely a basketball fan. Like you, yeah, no, I'm not even kidding. Or being a historically a Bears fan, or John certainly knows being a Bengals fan. Mariners well, there's fan. some pressure now, Wilson, because if you don't hit 10 wins, you're going to lose your top five picks. Here's, that, that, that is a misconception. And, uh, fake so, news. Let's, okay. Let's, let's talk about that though, because okay. it is a very, very bizarre thing for a, professional football team that's run by Kevin Colbert, um, who's a very good GM. Like he has a, it, I don't want to call it an impe- impeccable track record, but it's, it's pretty damn good. I mean, it's one of the, he's one, he's one of the five best GMs in, in the NFL and it's, it's not up for debate. Um, they lost their Hall of Fame franchise quarterback today or uh, for, for the season today or excuse me, on Monday. On Sunday, they fell to 0 and 2. And on Monday night, they traded their first round pick for a player that was drafted with the 11th overall pick last year. Now, everyone agrees Micah Fitzpatrick is a very good player being perhaps miscast in uh, Miami. But the inherent risk here, and I think Sean is on team don't trade first-round picks, so I'll throw it to him. The inherent risk here is that you give away a top-five pick. Yeah, I actually I'm, – I'm, I'm definitely team don't trade away first-round pick, especially when you just lost your Hall of Fame quarterback for the season in week two. Um but I actually kind of like this deal for both sides simply because I like it more for the Dolphins um, because I think there is really big potential. This is going to be a top five pick and we, I mean, we can run through their picks. They have three first round picks, including their own two second round picks, uh, two thirds, two fourths um, and so on. And they also have two 2021 first round picks and two 2021 second round picks. So that's how you rebuild. You got to hit on those picks. Well, but- and let me say something because you mentioned the picks real quick is that that second second round pick, because they have two of them, is from the Saints. The Saints just lost their quarterback. <laughs> if the Saints flop this year, they literally could have five of the top 40 picks in the 2020 draft. I mean, that's insane. So uh, so they draft three quarterbacks. I, well, I think it was RJ who tweeted something that, what if they decide they don't like any of the quarterbacks this year and they trade out of the top spot? Think about how many. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. I think they go quarterback. But it would just be hilarious about how many first-round picks they would have. The reason I like it for the Steelers, though, is because, look, Ryan knows that they've had trouble, you know, drafting quarterbacks, drafting members of the secondary. So it's I would feel differently if they were trading a first-round pick for a guy who needed a contract immediately, who was a short-term rental. This is a long-term piece for them. So if and on the cheap, on the cheap. So I just that's why I think that even if it doesn't work out this year. 
Um, I think that they're getting a player who was last year, according to Pro Football Focus, uh, the best quarterback in the slot, allowing the lowest pass rate in the league. So and if guess you get who, that, guess who the Steelers struggle with stopping defensively? Slot receivers. More than anything else. Did you have you heard of Julian Edelman before? You know that guy. <laughs> yeah. And let me he's a couple other Hall things of, I want to point out. Hall of Famer, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well played, Spanky. Let me point out a couple other things. Uh, <laughs> I can we believe that out? <laughs> Big Ben says he's coming back next year. So whether he is or not, that, there's that. So you're not going to draft a first round pick. They just drafted Mason Rudolph last year. Kevin Colbert, who Brenton just alluded to. They had a first-round grade on Mason Rudolph. He went in the third round, so clearly not everyone felt that way. And I would just point out, and I understand we've talked about the rebuild that the, the Dolphins are doing, and I get all that, but the Patriots trade out of their picks all the time because they have a draft board of about 65 guys. So you're not going to draft 15 guys next year that are all going to contribute to the Dolphins. Maybe they trade out of those picks, trade back to next year, to 2021. But, again, you're pushing forward the re- whole rebuild process, so it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in two years. I'm fine with them stockpiling picks, but I don't even this is this would have to be a top seven pick for me to feel like this was Steelers getting robbed. If it's a top ten to fifteen, ten or worse, ten to thirty two, I have no issue with it. It's not gonna be thirty two, Ryan, I'll tell you that. <laughs> not with that attitude, John. <laughs> um, it, it's gotta be for the Dolphins perspective, if it's anything lower than eleven, then yeah, they got absolutely screwed because they should not uh, be two years removed from drafting him at eleven, they should not be getting worse than eleven pick pick back. Um so for the Dolphins, I think it just has to be top 10 for me to feel like it was a good move for them because they're also going to have the top pick in the draft, obviously. Well, I, I think I think anything from I, I would grade it on and look, we'll eventually grade it on the players that are taken by the by the, the player that's taken by the Dolphins with whatever they do with the pick. Um, if the Steelers finish uh, in the bottom half of the league, as in 16 or lower, I would say it's a good pick because you got a player who, you know, can play at the NFL level at a discount. If it's a top 10 pick, I would say the Steelers probably made a mistake because, dude, Kevin Colbert, first of all, he's hit on, if you look at his last 12 picks, we're not counting Devin Bush, right? Um, he's hit on 60% plus of his picks. I, I think Terrell, do you count Terrell Edmonds as a, uh, as a hit, Ryan? He's still a work in progress. He's like a B minus C plus right now. Okay, but he's not a bust, right? Like he's no. like Artie Burns, uh, uh but pretty, a lot of people hate and he's, he's been a, a C minus. Okay, and then um, uh, who's it? Sean Davis? Sean Davis. She's second round pick. Oh, he's second round pick. Who's the first round pick? Anyway, what, what, whatever. The point being is that Col- Kevin Colbert has a history of drafting really well from the bottom half of the draft. Like he's hitting on sixty percent, and he's averaging at like yeah. number twenty one overall, including Devin Bush. I would assume that Kevin Colbert would be even better with a top ten pick. So if you have a top ten pick and you lose out on a blue chip guy, th- how, what do you think this says about his faith in Mason Rudolph? I guess is my question to you, Ryan. Well, they, like I just said, they have a lot of faith in him. Um, they, and the players are actually behind him too. We'll see. This could all change in a matter of four interceptions against the 49ers. But I'll, um, I'll point this out. Let's say the pick is number nine that the Steelers just kept and they hit the ninth pick next year in the draft. Uh, all the top, there aren't very many edge rushers. They need edge rushers. The top two will be gone in the top five picks. There might be two defensive backs. One's a safety. One might be a cornerback that go, are they as good as Minka Fitzpatrick in the top nine picks? You don't know. You're taking a gamble. But if you you see Mika Fitzpatrick play in 2018, all right. Well, let me let me ask you let me ask you this then. If you were doing, let's say you did your most recent mock draft this week. Yeah, it's coming out Wednesday. It's coming out Wednesday. Are you finished? I mean, you're too anal not to be finished with it. Well, you- I, no, no. I, I had I, as I was typing it up, the trade happened. Okay, but you but you have an idea of like who your top ten are, right? Yeah. 
Okay, where would me if you took Mika Fitzpatrick and dropped him into that player group? Where would he go? Oh, he would be the he, so Grant Delpit is the best safety probably right now LSU safety, and then Christian Fulton, his teammate, is probably the best cornerback. I would take Mika before either one of those guys. So Mika would be a top ten pick in the twenty. Oh, hundred percent. He would be the top guy, the top defensive back. Is what yeah, you're saying. right. Oh my God, who is this? Who did this mock draft? Trapasso gave Justin Herbert to the Panthers. What is this nonsense? Cam, Cam might be done. Get your Herbert jersey now, Brinson. One more thing, by the way. We're applauding the Dolphins for doing this. He's feeling himself on this Mason Rudolph stuff. Yeah, he is. We're doing all this. We're we're applauding the Dolphins for all the wheeling and dealing, and I'm on board with that to some degree. But do we have an explanation yet for why they gave a second-round pick for Josh Rosen? Yeah, that, that, because that they had so is... many draft picks, they didn't know what to do with them. And they're like, you know what? We'll just, we can throw one away. We have enough of them. It doesn't matter. But here's the thing about the Minka Fitzpatrick trade is that I feel like this is something that Mike Tomlin probably not necessarily had to sign off on, but I'm sure Colbert actually talked to him before giving up a first round pick for Fitzpatrick. Not that he had to, but in this situation, you do, because this really says that both of them are saying to the locker room, look, we think we can win with Mason Rudolph, which Probably does mean something to the players and probably means a lot to Mason Rudolph because, look, you don't know. You're replacing Ben Roethlisberger, who's been the starting quarterback since 2004. So there's a lot of pressure, and maybe this puts a little more pressure. But, yeah, the team has faith in you. And I also have a fun fact about the Steelers. <laughs> right. What is it? You, the fun fact is, do you guys know when the last time the Steelers did not oh, have – wait, 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 wait. I did a fun fact once, and I put it as a question, and you guys said it would have been fun if I did it as a fact, but since it was a question, it didn't count. So start over. We're interrupting, Sean. Go ahead, Breach. Well, different rules for each one of us, Sean. You're on the West that Coast. Seems you have West Coast law. I have I'm Central a, Time Zone law. I'm unfortunately going to have to side with Sean here. You can't say fun fact and then ask a question. You have to say you can either offer the fact as a f- piece of fun information, or you can say here's a fun little piece of trivia for you. And then ask the question. <laughs> Here's a fun little piece of trivia for you guys. Do you know when the last time the Steelers did not have a first-round pick in the draft? Oh, man. Uh, that's uh, And our was... Steelers guru, I can see him thinking. I was... It wasn't. It hasn't been. In the he looked up. Aughts. Hasn't been in the in No the Googling. Everybody no put Googling. your hands up. Everybody. Yeah, I need to see hands. I'm, no I'm Googling. Not gonna get this. I don't I'm know. I'm not going to get this. It's too I'm going to throw out something absurd. I'm going to say like 1967. 1978. This is the 90s. When it, what is it, John? Brinson. Did you look it up? I it's it's 1967. Ah! Get out of here. He looked it up. Ah, he he had to look it up. I don't believe him. He saw my hands. Yeah. By the way, we need a nanny cam in Brinson's <laughs> office so we can see what he's doing. No, we, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look it up. <laughs> By the way, what, what 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 if we find out like in 20 minutes that the Steelers signed the wrong sheet of paper and they traded for Ryan Fitzpatrick? <laughs> uh, is that a? Was it, did you just steal that from PFT Commodore? That was a good. That's good. No, because no, because Brinson just um, breach. Excuse me, mentioned Fitzpatrick and my my. A mind immediately went to Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's like, oh my God, this is the worst night. Well, what if like, PFT's joke was like, what if the Dolphins are like, yes, Fitzpatrick, here's the offer. Let's all sign off on this. And they're like, ha 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 ha, you suckers. You just- have you, have you ever been in a fantasy league where someone has done that? We, I've been in a league where, remember Adrian Peterson of the Bears was like a backup running back special teams player? Someone, one of my friends got some guy in our league to trade for Adrian Peterson of the Bears. Um, and then the like, commissioner had to step in and rescind it. So this or is something like, that 
that that Steve Smith guy that only had like ten catches in his career was a Hall of Fame nominee because because <laughs> the Hall of Fame thought he was Steve Smith of the Panthers and totally just blew it. I've actually I've actually got kind of it's like an okay story about uh, that that kind of situation. Uh, back and I think this is like oh, uh, really sell the story. No, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember exactly what year it was. It was like it was like oh six or something like that. And um, I uh, I I was trying to make a trade with my buddy Garrett. And I went into the little CBS all fantasy trade thing. You know how like when you do a trade, they're all very clustered. The names are all clustered together. I cl- I was trying to trade for A Rod, Alex Rodriguez, and I accidentally clicked on Brad Radke instead. And I offered him like a great player, like a great keeper for Brad Radke, and that mofo accepted. And like nobody in the league was like, we got to rescind this. Everybody's like, nah, screw you, Brinson. We're not rescinding this. You're an a-hole. And, but then Radke caught fire and I won the title anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. When are they making the 30 for 30? Oh, he dunked on you, Brinson. (laughs) Oh my God. I I was about to come back with something. I was like, no, that's actually a pretty cool story. It was pretty fun. Yeah. And I've been like, Garrett, like, I'm like, yeah, every, I've like, I always remind him like Radke and Garrett, fun fact. Garrett has not won a title in that league since then. It's been like 12 years. We had three sports going. Uh, all right. I don't know if that's a fun fact. It's a fun fact for me because he's my arch enemy. Yeah, but for no one else. Here's a fun fact. The Jaguars want multiple first-round picks for Jalen Ramsey, who has demanded a trade out of Jacksonville. Welcome to – like, if you took the Jaguars over – it was probably done when Nick Foles went down. Now you're toast because there are the, the conflicting reports about this. I mean, like, I tend to think this is Ramsey trying to, and his agent has confirmed he wants a trade. I tend to think, guys, that, you know, this is him, like, posturing to try and get Doug Moran fired. But Breach, I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, do you think he actually wants to be traded? Do you think they will trade him? How do we, where, what's the next step here for Jalen Ramsey? I think you are undermining Doug Marone if you keep him on the team because clearly these guys don't like each other and it also just kind of tells you how dysfunctional Jacksonville is that you can have this just insanity on the sideline of these two kind of going at it and then both of them pretending like it didn't even happen and then also if you're the Jags this kind of makes you look foolish because Jalen Rams they literally have a game in 48 hours they play on Thursday and their star cornerback is requesting a trade I mean that's just the most inane thing you could ever think of. So this isn't the off season trying to cause drama. That's one thing. This is the middle of the season in a week where you play on Thursday. So just because that game is on Thursday, I feel like maybe Jacksonville is probably not answering phone calls on that right now, but I could see him getting dealt during that 10 day break after this game. Breach just bummed me out by reminding me that the annual Jaguars Titans news fest is, <laughs> is this week, which by the way, I swear that happens four times. Every single Thursday. Uh, yeah, but the, you know, what, you know what's going to be better is that Bears Redskins game next Monday night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Although one of the spots Jalen wants to go to is Tennessee, and that would add some drama, some spice if he did get traded before the Thursday game and then played for the Titans. So that would never happened. One one landing spot people have brought up is Dallas, which you know makes sense for a lot of reasons. I do want to note though that. This is what Jalen Ramsey told Mina Kimes of ESPN Magazine uh, just a year ago. He said, I will never play for them. And, quote, he sniffs, quote, unless the Joneses leave. So I don't know if that's going to sit. Because he's mad. So he thought that the Cowboys were going to take him with the number four pick. And he thinks this is what Mina Kimes reported. He believes the Cowboys coaches wanted him, but that owner, Jerry Jones, big-footed them and grabbed running back Ezekiel Elliott. And that's why he – 
And that's why he says he won't play for the Cowboys. So that would be interesting if the Cowboys are trying to convince him to come. I, I personally believe he'd probably be willing to put it aside uh, to join a team like Dallas, but we'll see. Um, what other landing spots would work? Because I'm actually in the middle of a landing spots post, and I'm finishing this evening. You saw what um, he tweeted last year, I think, about Derwin James? The Charger. I have, so here, here are the teams I have so far. I'd be curious what you guys would add. I have the Chargers here. I don't think Tom Telesco would do it because that's – I'm assuming the cost is two first round, two first round picks. And Tom Telesco has been fuego on his first round picks. Only, uh, three of his last, uh, eight first round picks that don't, have not made the Pro Bowl, which is really good. Um, that's, uh, DJ Fluker, Mike Williams, and then, uh, Jerry Tillery, who's in his two year, yeah, two years in his year. It's very good. Um, and Mike Williams is looking like a better pick than maybe it looked like originally. The Raiders, they actually have two first round picks this year. I could see John Gruden believing that his team is better than it is and that adding Ramsey would be a big boost. He also told uh, the Bussin' with the Boys podcast featuring uh, Taylor Lewan and Will Compton where they hang out in a bus and talk to guys. It's mm. kind of jealous. Pretty good setup and pretty pretty cool thing. And I, I think it's it's in Nashville. I need to get myself onto that podcast. I was about to ask, does anyone think John will ever get on that podcast? Because the answer is no. Um, and uh, <laughs> Ooh, wow. Just, Should we make that into a bet? No, no, because you'll you'll sneak on there. Like, you're like, he is oh, a serial killer. He knows I'll, 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 I'll sleep on the bus. Taylor DeLon's like held at gunpoint and Breach is like, Brinson, you owe me six dollars. <laughs> um, uh, but I think I think that the uh, I, I ruled out the Titans. I don't think that the Jaguars and Titans would do an interdivisional trade. Yeah. Although, two first round picks. but see, that's the thing. Like both teams should be willing to do that. If you can get Jalen Ramsey to play against the Jaguars twice a year, he will record 12 interceptions a season. And if you're the, if you're the Jags, get two first round picks from the Titans and make them eat up salary cap space with Jalen Ramsey. But whatever. Are we all convinced that it's going to be two first rounders eventually? I don't think, I don't know if it's going to well, be. That's a lot. I'm about to go to that. The other team that could make sense, Kansas City Chiefs. Woo. Improve the defense. Go all in on this year. Big Ben's out. You know you got a window like you just you just got to beat the Ravens and the Patriots and the Patriots oh. just add a receiver every week and so you know they have Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown that would be huge. It's like a it's like a cold war. They go Antonio Brown, you go Jalen Ramsey. Uh, Escalation. Speak, speaking of the Patriots, how about the Patriots? Why would the Pat like Bill Belichick has shown a distinct willingness to get aggressive when it comes to pursuing elite defensive backs? He traded for Darrell Revis. Um, he, he also signed Stephon Gilmore to a huge contract. And I don't think, I think he's pretty confident his Steve two. Philippe. If, if Steve they, Philippe. if they trade for Jalen Ramsey, the, they've won the Super Bowl. I, unless do you Tom, think Brady Tom gets Coughlin hurt. would do that though? Yeah, for two first two round first picks. Round pick? Even if they're like 32, 32, sure. And the Patriots, uh, I think JLC reported this. We're willing to give a first round pick and a player to, for Antonio Brown, who's 31 years old. So maybe they're, that's then outside their own possibility if, if Bill Belichick loves Jalen Ramsey, which I would imagine he does because he loves talent. If he puts Jalen Ramsey and Stephon Gilmore on the same – Forget about it. I mean, it's I'm over. saying it's over unless Tom Brady gets hurt. Right. I mean, it's over. Even if Tom Brady gets hurt, you don't need a quarterback with that team. <laughs> the, only, the, only team the only team that has a prayer of hanging with that team is, is the Chiefs. But even then, the, but the, yeah, the Patriots' defense is so much better than the Chiefs' defense that I would – Oh, that's the Chiefs' offense. I mean, the no, Chiefs no. no. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I know. And then the other two teams, the Seahawks and the Cowboys, I was going to throw on there. Is anybody else I'm missing? I think the Seahawks, you know, the Seahawks, you always Ravens? Include. I don't know if they give that. They, they like Lamar and his capital. rookie deal. Yeah, but they like their draft capital more than most teams, I feel like. They don't do a lot of trading in first-round picks. I think an interesting option would be the 49ers. 
By the way, this is 2-0. They have a bunch of salary cap space. And I think that if Lynch and Shanahan, I mean, they they clearly seem dead serious about winning. There's a lot of pressure on them. It's their third year. Why not beef up the defense, put them opposite Richard Sherman, and then all of a sudden you have uh, a pretty, pretty, almost two good shutdown corners, and you compete with the Rams and Seahawks easy. Um, I've got a sort of a wild card. This isn't going to happen, but sort of like Bengals, Dolphins. That'd be hysterical. I mean, they they reportedly were in for Clowney, which or in for Clowney. I think they even had him for a visit, which kind of made no sense. So, so I don't. If if the Dolphins called the Jaguars and said, "Listen, we will give you our two the two first round picks that is not ours, right? Like we're not going to give you the top the Houston and pick. Oakland's. You give you give you Houston and Oakland's picks, or no, Houston and um uh. Pittsburgh's. Pittsburgh. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 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 Well, it was like, we'll give you Houston and Pittsburgh's first round picks. You give us Jalen Ramsey and they call Jalen Ramsey. Like, Listen, here's the deal. You probably would sign a deal for $16 million a year. We'll give you $18 million a year. Or like, just go, I mean, just go up top to convince him to come to Miami. Would Jalen Ramsey, what? would he sign off on that? I don't know. Then you got to start. He's 24 years old. He's about to turn yeah. 25. And the Dolphins don't even have to offer two first-round picks this year. They could say, we'll give you the Steelers pick, and then we'll give you one of our extra first-round picks in 2021. I mean, if he's frustrated with losing in Jacksonville, how's that going to be solved right. by going to Miami? Listen, would you, take 20, would, you, would you take $20 million to be miserable for the next year? Yes. Five years? Ten years? What? I take, I take yes. a lot less than that. Because he's going to be miserable. Who cares? I'll take $20 million. He's miserable now. I'll eat. More miserable. Oh, okay. Right. You're not, you're not, no, I'm right. agreeing with you. Let, Brent, let Brenton talk. He's, uh, he's going to make some bold proclamation about. All right, go ahead. Something. Sorry, I'm trying to think. There's like, I mean, what would you do for? What wouldn't you do for twenty million dollars? But the question is, would how long? Cut off your. I'll take off your. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I will for twenty million dollars. I'll eat nothing but dog food for the next year. Uh, but you will get tired of it, and you yeah, will wish you had twenty million dollars. And at some for point, a year, yeah. yeah, whatever. I'll just pop. Dog. And at some point, two weeks from now, you'll be like, God, I wish I didn't do that. Oh, and, and I, I mean, do I have to? Do I get paid like throughout the? Like, do I get paid game checks, or do I have to eat dog food for a year? You don't eat it all up front if you want. You're still eating as, dog food every day. As soon as this podcast is over, I'm emailing Purina, and uh, I'm going to see if they're going to be down with this. I'll do it. Bring it on. If I got the twenty million up front, I I would maybe do it because then you could just distract yourself by enjoying some of the others. I want, I want two million up front, and then you give me the other eighteen million when the year's over. How's that? Whatever about? you want, buddy. If you need dog food for a year, I, I'm in. <laughs> I was. Well, gonna, I, was I don't think say, anyone's going to give him the money. So, John, email Purina. I was going to say something worse than dog food, but I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, dog food. Dog. Because then else. we would talk about it every day. It'd be like free sponsorship. They're paying twenty million dollars for Brent to eat, and we would all love it. I mean, this would be nonstop tweeting. By the way, if the Jaguars went to Jalen Ramsey, just to be clear, would anybody would you would to, to be clear, you would not eat dog food for a year for twenty million dollars, Ryan? You no, would do no, that? I would not. Here's yeah. the question. Here's the question. I don't know that nuts. You got you guys probably won't know. I'm is dog food does dog food just taste bad? Which yes, or is it also like really unhealthy for humans? Well, it's the worst. Like it's the all the scraps that they don't feed to humans, and it may be like you know beaks and buttholes, as the saying goes. So they're packaging. As chicken flavor for dogs to eat. So, like, don't... would I would my health be compromised by a full year of eating dog food? I'm not a Probably. doctor. Sean, there, doctor. there are can a lot I of. Take, can I take supplements? Nope. Like vitamins and stuff, because I feel nope. like you're not getting many. Water. I don't dog know if food. I would. I don't know if I would do it. It's a lot to put your you, All I know is that, like in college, I was pretty desperate for food at times because I didn't have a lot of money in the bank account. I was never eating dog food, so I, I think that. And you were still food. happy. Dog Nobody's food. willingly eating dog food. Dog food's expensive. 
It costs a fuck. good. Yeah, but it's, host. yeah but, it's, no, but it's not like you're like, man, I'm dead broke. You know what I need is some dog food. I mean, like, <laughs> dog food is one this, your wallet for This is the tangent <laughs> to destroy all tangents. Would you eat nothing but ramen noodles for twenty million for a year for twenty million dollars? Oh dog God. food flavored ramen noodles. <laughs> Wouldn't you rather do the ramen than the dog food? Yes, I'm just I'm trying to find. I mean, like where this like breaches. My concern with the ramen is that your salt intake would be through the roof. Just so salty. Yeah, I'm worried about my health. That's that's what – it's not the taste that – that's why I said if I could take supplements, like I have $20 million. No supplements. Afford, no supplements. I can afford a lot of vitamins and stuff. Water See, and dog food. All right, let's get back on track with Jalen, and we can eat dog food later. <laughs> the Jaguars should just fire if Doug Marone. I don't know if that would make Jalen happy, though. Cause they still I mean, they, they won't because then they're setting the precedent where if you're a star player – then, and if you want the coach fired or, you know, we'll just do it. But if, if the Jaguars, it doesn't work like this, but if they were like, we got to pick between Doug Marone and Jalen Ramsey, it's, it's no question who's more valuable to that franchise. But I think like Tom Coughlin as well has, he's spoken out about Jalen Ramsey's, Ramsey's behavior. So I'm, I'm guessing there's more than one person that Jalen Ramsey no longer wants to be around. By the way, uh, real quickly in that, let's, let's get out of here because we're getting, approaching an hour, but, uh, Tremaine Johnson was benched by the Jets in that game. They gave him like a $57 million contract at the, uh, in, in the offseason last year. That's not great. Um, He's the least of the worries. Speaking of New York stars who are heavily paid who might get benched, Eli Manning, uh, Pat Shermer would not commit to a starter on Monday. Does this mean, Breach, that we're headed towards the Daniel Jones era kicking off this year? If, Daniel Jones is not starting on Sunday. Pat Shermer should be fired. There is literally no reason to keep playing Eli Manning. You put him out there for two games. He went 0-2. The Giants offense looked like trash. Saquon Barkley was literally all they had. Once the Bills shut him down in the first quarter, after the first quarter, and Eli had to carry the team, he can't carry the team. He's too old. His back is weak. He's just, he can't do it. You got to bench him. And here's the thing. You put Daniel Jones in your next two games for the Buccaneers and the Redskins. Two possibly winnable games if you have Daniel Jones in there, but not winnable if you have Eli in there. Uh, I would just point out that, um, and Michael Davis Smith, our guy from PFT, tweeted this out earlier on Monday night. Ben McAdoo was fired in the second season with the Giants. His record was 13 and 15. Pat Shermer's currently in his second season with the Giants. His record is 5 and 13. So I'm not clear how Pat Shermer is doing a better job than Ben McAdoo, which says. A lot of things you don't want it to say if you're a head coach who's going to be looking for a job soon. And again, I don't, I don't understand why Eli Manning is still in the field. I, 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 can anyone give me one reason why Eli Manning should be out there? I can't give you a reason why I would keep him out there, but the Giants' reason is they're a classy organization, and Eli is this franchise icon, and we're giving him the farewell tour that he deserves. That's so basically that's Pat Shermer's being forced. How to many farewell to tours do you get? How many what? Farewell tours do you get? Well, I think this sure, is sure. his last one. If you're living, if you like, for whatever reason, in New York, no one loves a farewell tour like New York. It's like, oh, we gotta walk Jeter around. Rivera has to like wave to each crowd and every all thirty, like twenty nine MLB ballparks. It's like, wrap it up, B. No one cares about your organization. We're you know, Mariano Rivera started in 1955, though, so that's important. I actually saw Mariano Rivera pitch in uh, in single A baseball. So pretty cool for me. Uh, but fun fact. Fun fact. I, I have a, fun fact. I have a Mariano Rivera minor league baseball rookie card here. Sean. What's That's what's more fun, fun? That fact or the fact that I saw Chipper Jones rookie season at Durham Bulls? Oh my god. That's pretty. That's pretty cool too. Uh, I saw Don Mattingly play at the. Oh my. 
Reed's were too. By hey, the way, Reed, you want to talk about something else while these two have a baseball measuring contest? By the way, this is this is y'all are getting destroyed on this thing. People are like, please, this is a laugh right. Give us the dog food. No, this this is a common sense. The twenty eight percent are the people you want voting in America. Those are the people you want uh be friends with. Those are the people that don't eat dog food. Uh friends have put a poll up on Twitter. That that's what we were talking about. I thought <laughs> about- I said that. Anyway, uh look, I look go to Daniel Jones. This this Eli Manning thing is why it's it's over. You have to admit what what they need Eli Manning to do is to pull an Al Cervic like Ben Roethlisberger, and be like, oh, oh my arm, oh, oh no, I need a surgery, and then he just disappears for a year. And then Rodney Dangerfield, yeah, from, from Caddyshack, yeah, you know, when he's like, oh, oh no, my arm, I can't play. That was, that was a good impression. Thanks, I'm on fire tonight. Um, if I'm, uh, yeah, look, just say, listen, Eli, it's not you. It's well, actually, it is you, Eli. Hundred <laughs> percent, you. It's, it's, it's not you. It's me. I don't like you. Yeah. Um. I feel like they're probably waiting until the bye, or until why? After. Why? I don't know, but I feel like that's the answers. They're probably well, this, is, they, this organization doesn't provide answers, or they sorry, they provide answers. They don't provide answers that make sense. You have to do so, this. Uh, we saw it with the, yeah, we saw it with the Saquon pick when you know they were attempting to ask them about it. They didn't even feel the trade off trade calls. So I don't think we're gonna get a reasonable answer. By the, the way, answer the, uh, is what I said. The caliber of the voter in this Brinson Twitter poll is is exemplified here. Uh, I voted no, but I meant to vote yes. So that should tell you. What <laughs> I was gonna say. I mean, these are Brinson's followers. So right. like, these are Brinson's people. We should probably just pick whatever loses, and that's that's the category you want to be in. Hey, you want a fun fact? <laughs> no. This is this from Debo? We're we're killing fun facts today, but I'm all for it. So this has happened during the 2018-2019 NBA season. The Phoenix Suns traded Trevor Reason to the Washington Wizards on Saturday for Kelly Oubre Jr. and Austin Rivers, according to multiple reports. The deal capped a confusing series of events that unfolded Friday night when a proposed three-team trade fell apart over confusion about whether Dylan Brooks or Marshawn Brooks would be included. Ah, I actually go. remember this. For real life, these morons in real life did this. It's unbelievable. Um, and uh, one more. Uh, oh, Vin- Vinatieri. Adam Vinatieri uh, wasted 30 minutes of John Breach's life. He is, in fact, coming back to play football, and he's going to keep kicking. John, do you think this was – feels like Frank Wright talked to him and was like, hey, man, you're going to be fine. Just keep rolling out there and kicking. And also, we can't find anybody else to take your place, so don't go anywhere. Yeah, it was definitely B. If you're the Colts, you literally said, look, man, there is no one out there. The Jets are on, like, their fifth kicker in a month. Uh, everybody's looking for a kicker. You cannot leave. And here's the one thing I will say about Venetary. A tweet out, a stat on Monday – just about how how much he struggled since his last birthday. He turned 46 on December 28th. Since then, the Colts have played five games, including the playoffs. He's gone 50% on his field goals, three of six, and he's gone 64% on his extra points, mm. nine of 14. And that's horrible. But here is the one redeeming thing, if you're the Colts, is that all five of those games were on the road. The Colts have somehow played five straight games on the road dating back to last season. So now you get back to Indy, you get back to your comfortable spot, you're indoors. Uh, so as long as that gets him back into his groove, the Colts are fine. But if he goes out there and chokes on Sunday and looks bad, now you're, the problem starts all over and you really have to think about getting rid of him. But it, it, if you're a kicker, being in your routine, that's the thing that fixes your groove. And they play two home games in the next two weeks, get back on track, and then he could be good. 
uh, John, who's the best available kicking free agent? (laughs) That would be Sean Wagner McGuff's best friend, Cody Parkey. Is it really? I mean, he's probably that. That's, that's probably that's the, why, one that's of the first Frank guys Reich I call. So I mean, that's why I was when Vinatieri struggled the first few games. I didn't think they should or he should retire unless he, I mean, wanted to. But I didn't feel like the Colts should go pursue someone because there's just there's no one else out there. I mean, we've seen we saw all these teams this offseason try to find a kicker and they just couldn't do it. And I just I I just, I got to put Brinson on blast here because this is the Will Brinson experience exemplified in one situation. Which he, I, he goes I, on this he goes on this thirty minute tangent and he asks us this question and I give him my answer and I ask him before I give him my answer can I take vitamins and supplements? The answer was no on Twitter. No? Yes, I, on twi- I think they said no. On Twitter right now, everyone's asking him that. He's saying, yes, it's not food. You can take vitamins. Well, then my answer completely changes. Okay. I, I didn't – I I'll be honest. I had to research whether eating dog food for a year would kill you. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, apparently, apparently it will um, or could. Uh, so, look. So who was the idiot here all along? The three yeah, of us who said no? So, wait. How long until Brinson's dead from his dog food? No, and you have to sign a waiver so that you can, your family can't sue Purina after this is all said and done. And they don't uh, get the money. No, no, no. I, I, I think you can definitely take like you can take the men like the men you know the men's one a day vitamins or vitamin C supplements. No, you, can, you can't add terms to the deal after the fact. Uh, no, no, you can do it. You can definitely eat vitamins. No, vitamins are food. I'm looking at the contract food. right now. You can't do it unless they're dog vitamins. No, like you can't drink a bunch of yeah. orange juice or eat a bunch of oranges. That's food. Okay, but you can you can definitely take supplements and vitamins to make sure you don't die. Well, you probably should have said that 20 minutes ago. No, that's part of the risk of getting the 20 million dollars is that you might die. You guys had no idea either. You're just rolling with this now because it helps. What do you you mean? That was my entire argument that I was afraid of the health consequences. (laughs) I couldn't think about Top Ramen. This is the entitlement that Brinson has. Like he's going to go sue the people. (laughs) I was on his deathbed because he didn't read the fine print about eating also, dog evidence he doesn't listen to us when we had this entire debate and we decided that we couldn't take supplements. I was, and he was calling us idiots for not, you know, for not taking the twenty million. And now he's googling, "Will I die?" I mean, come on. He he is Joffrey. You, you see what happens when your children hit puberty, Ryan? It's a whole mess. <laughs> I know. Speaking, uh, he's actually speaking truth to power over there. Uh, anyway. People can listen and decide for themselves. <laughs> we gotta get out of here. I think people are still listening. That's ambitious. I, I think so. Uh, make sure and tune in. Check out uh, youtube.com slash CBS Sports. Myself, Ryan Wilson, and the dashing Brady Quinn will be doing a uh, podcast on Tuesday for Wednesday. You can watch it on YouTube. I think it'll probably be up to the Tuesday night or Wednesday morning. And um, we'll try and be less awkward and ask less double questions this time. Ryan, how's that sound? Perfect. Cool. In the meantime, subscribe, rate, and review. And I will uh, we'll talk to you guys later this week. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian Pigeon Mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, Brady PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.